fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. He must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C. and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. That's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. And we're going to start off start off reading some of these tweets uh, just to get through a, a few factoids before we get to some audio uh, clips. So Paul, Perry's, Paul Sperry writes, election interference writ large. Trump's now been hit with a total of 91 criminal charges and four indictments issued over just the past five months. All 91 charges brought by Democrat prosecutors in four separate jurisdictions only after Trump announced he was running for president again. And Arizona is going to be next. Katie Hobbs has kind of indicated that she's going to do the same thing. So you have you know, all these different jurisdictions over conspiracies, which are basically, (laughs) there's a good outline of what a conspiracy is, but, you know, these conspiracies, usually when you have a conspiracy, uh, it's it's a lot more involved and there's a crime at the end of it. Uh, These are conspiracies to question the outcome of an election. Of course, it's, it's just hugely different. Because generally when you're prosecuting conspiracies, you're conspiracing a criminal enterprise. And there isn't a crime here. So they're basically saying all these conspiracies, whether it's a private conversation you might have with your lawyer or a consultant about the outcome of an election that was riddled with fraud, and we all know that the fraud existed. We just can't prove it because they did such a great job at cheating. But we knew it was going to happen because we also knew that that and this goes way back. I think this goes back to 2012 when Mitt Romney lost to Barack Obama, who everybody hated in America because of all the crap that he was doing. Everybody hated Hillary Clinton and When you take a look at all of that, you say, how did Mitt Romney lose? 
he was ahead in so many polls and this and that. But in, in addition to that, you get Trump and you're like, how in the world did Hillary Clinton get more votes than Trump when she couldn't even fill up a half of a high school gymnasium? And you say, well, that doesn't, you know, it does. See, the thing about it is, it does. The same gaslighting that they give you with regard to binary uh, gender choices, and that now there's 56 flavors of, of gender uh, ideology or identity, whatever you want to call it. No, it is just two. Okay, the reality is it's just two. No matter how many times they tell you it's 56 or whatever it is, it's really only two. No matter how many times they try to tell you that you have to conserve, it doesn't take away from the fact that um, with regard to climate and carbon, carbon CO2 emissions, trees gobble up so much carbon dioxide that the answer to the CO2 problem is natural gas and trees. And yet they want to control every other aspect that you do, every little thing that you do. And meanwhile, it's not just enough to control everything that you do. They want to tell you what you consume. And if you don't, if you choose the wrong one, they're going to take away that other option. So imagine that Biden is this critically uh, ineffective electricity. And imagine Trump is this natural gas. They basically want to take away the natural natural gas from you by not renewing leases, by shutting down the Keystone Pipeline, by blowing up Nord Stream 2, by doing a whole, whole host of things so that they could dominate the market that they're already heavily entrenched in that benefits China. And don't think for one second that China doesn't have lobbyists with special interests funding a whole bunch of mouthpieces that push this agenda, non-government organizations, NGOs, and the like. And we can go on from here. But Trump is gas and Biden is electric. Electric can't work. It, 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 we don't have the grid for it to work. We don't have the capacity. We don't have enough precious minerals, nickel, lithium, cobalt, whatever you want to call it. We don't have all those natural earth. We don't have enough of it. That stuff doesn't really grow back. But oil is is regenerating all the time because of the heat sources in the uh, center of our earth, the lava. You know, it's, it's, it's actually the deposits that you deplete at some point that the natural process of oil comes back. Maybe not in the same rate, and I'm not a scientist, but I've read where it does replenish. Donald Trump wrote this. He says, a large complex. He wrote this uh, yesterday. A large complex, detailed, but irrefutable report on the, oh, a large 
complex. Okay, that's how you read it. A large, complex, detailed, but irrefutable report on the presidential election fraud, which took place in Georgia's, is almost complete and will be represented by me at a major news conference at 11 a.m. on Monday of next week in Bedminster, Bedminster, New Jersey. Based on the results of this conclusive, conclusive report, conclusive is in caps, all charges should be dropped against me and others. There will be a complete exoneration. They never went after those that rigged the election. They only went after those that fought to find the riggers. Well, there's a lot of evidence. There's a heck of a lot of evidence that Trump has. And he has the Ruby woman. She has her on tape. But Colin Rugg said this. He said, just in, Donald Trump announces irrefutable report will be dropping next Monday. Of course, we just read that. A large, complex, detailed, but irrefutable report on the presidential election fraud, which took place in Georgia, is almost complete. Okay, so he just was regurgitating that. Here is the infamous pipe burst that coincidentally took place on election night when Trump had dominant lead in Georgia. Of course, there is much, much more to this. Um, let me just see something here. Check, check out what's going on in Michigan. The AG has referred bombshell election fraud case to the FBI. Of course, it goes to the FBI. <laughs> Do you trust the FBI? It used to be that, yeah, oh gosh, the, the FBI got it. Now it's... The wheels are in motion. You don't trust the FBI anymore. You you know that now it's going to be the rig, the the jig is up. The fix is in. So this guy named Florida man says, "I remember being told there is nothing suspicious about these videos." Looking back, how were people so blind? And then Colin Rugg responds, "What's suspicious?" is how Trump dominantly won every toss-up state where vote vote counting ended on election night and lost every toss-up state where vote counting ended days later. That's a great question. I like the question. And, uh, you know, that is true. And not only that, he won every bellwether state, all these different statistics that Trump won. And we know he won. Just look at Joe Biden. He's a loser. So Colin Rugg wrote this. People rig elections when they know they can they can get away with it. Like if you win the election, now you control the police. Now you control the DAs and you can control everything related to an investigation. You can cover everything up. You have access to the cabinets. You can delete all the evidence, you know. The statistical inconsistencies of 2020 strongly suggest some sort of fraud was going on, i.e. bellwether counties, which is what I was saying, all voting Trump, but they'll indict him since he questioned it either way. It's sad. The country we're living in is sad. 
So here we got D.C. Drano. Never forget, President Trump was leading Biden by 160,000 votes on election night. Then a water pipe burst, forcing GOP poll watchers out of the Atlanta County. And that was despite, I think, a lot of election rigging in all kinds of other ways, like these election machines and, and a whole bunch of dirty, dirty tricks. I think Trump won by such a landslide. It, they say 160,000, but then they were able to make that up. They were able to make that up by bringing in skids of ballots without any ballot harvesting. Do me a favor, folks. Check this out. This is something that you won't hear anywhere because I, I discovered this on my own years ago. But if you go to Georgia business.cn. Yeah, that's right. The extension is for China. GeorgiaBusiness.cn. It's a domain. Tell me what you see. GeorgiaBusiness.cn. And tell me that Raffensperger and Raffensperger and uh, Kemp aren't in bed with China. So, in response to Donald Trump's tweet that I just read to you about, you know, irrefutable evidence, conclusive report, large, complex, detailed, but irrefutable report, Brian Kemp decided to capture that from that truth and posted on Twitter and said, the 2020 election in Georgia was not stolen. For nearly three years now, every, anyone with evidence of fraud has failed to come forward under oath and prove anything in a court of law. Our elections in Georgia are secure, accessible, and fair, and will continue to be as long as I am governor. The future of our country is at stake in 2024, and that must be our focus. Well, I got news for you. This this guy is so fraudulent, this Kemp guy, because he's in bed with China and he's doing what he's told because he's a puppet to the money. And I uh, I made a couple of statements about that as well. And um, let's see if I could find them right here. Let's try this one. The radical agenda is fueled by globalism financed by super global monopolies led by BlackRock and Vanguard who force behaviors, finance politicians and DAs and push open borders, climate change for slave labor and mass motor voter registrations enforced by CBDCs and pandemics. That was in response to the culture in the West has turned anti-man, anti-white, anti-straight, and anti-Christian. We are a majority in the West, but we are being made to feel as though our very existence is wrong. How do we push back? And of course, I was giving that as an answer. But there's a lot. There's a lot to this. Um. Let's see if I could find the latest tweet that I put out related to Kemp. 
And related to Kemp, Georgia and Brian Kemp are in trouble because they sold out to China and kissed the ring of Klaus Schwab, BlackRock, and their global corporate partnerships and multinational corporations. So, yeah, absolutely. All right, let's get to uh, a couple of others. Benny Johnson, watch Never Trump, Neil Cavoto tries to bait, oh, so this is interesting. There's two different clips here that I want to start with, and it just illustrates so clearly that Fox News is really turning on Trump and using this latest indictment, 91 total, to, as like they're exploiting it, to try to finally put a nail in the Trump coffin. Of course, that's never going to happen. That's never going to happen. All right, so let's take a listen to this. This is Vivek Ramaswamy saying he's not going to take the bait. He thinks this is wrong, and if it's wrong, it's wrong. It doesn't matter if it's going uh, favors or, you know, if it doesn't matter if it goes against his opponent or not, which in this case is Donald Trump. Well, I can't think we look at these indictments without the context of three other separate indictments, several of which came in the last four months alone. These are four different indictments in the middle of an election. I think it sets an awful precedent in our country for the ruling party, the party in power, to use police force to indict its political opponents in the middle of an election. And I say this as somebody who now, in some of the recent polls, I'm polling it second in this race, third overall. It would be a lot easier for me if Donald Trump were eliminated from competition. But that is not how I want to win. The way we win elections in this country, at least the way it should be, is that we convince the voters of this country of our vision and now, what now we wait, stand for. Wait for it. And that's Listen why I said that I would Kabuto. pardon at least for the federal crimes. I would pardon Donald Trump to help move this nation forward. I am focused, for example, on your economic message. That's what we actually need to be talking more about, less about these politicized indictments that have distracted us from the fundamental issue. That's the fault of the Biden DOJ and a lot of the Democrat prosecutors across this country. Instead of explaining why Bidenomics is actually a farce, it is a failure with actual more job openings in this country than there are people looking for work. Price increases that are indeed permanent when wages have not gone up over the same period. That is how we're going to win this election in a landslide. That's what I want us talking about. But I will be unabashed about standing on the side of principle when I say, yes, these prosecutions are wrong. But um, I, I, I can understand that. But there are 91 criminal charges in all, Vivek, as you're aware, over four criminal cases. They, they can't all be politicized, can they? I mean, there's something that the former president must have done in any one of these that struck you as wrong, if not illegal. No, and he he just basically pushes back, and and Neil Cavuto pushes back, and just it's like it's like fifty one CIA intelligence officers couldn't possibly be wrong, right? And uh, our seventeen intelligence agencies couldn't possibly be wrong, and they were all wrong. The Russian hoax, wrong. The Ukrainian call, no problem. They impeached anyway, and the media is just. You know, since Trump came down the escalator and didn't basically say nice things about these illegal migrants, because it's a it's a it's all a ruse. It's all about corporate slave labor and 
gaining registrations that the uh, the ballot harvesters are going to pick up at some weirdo address, um, and uh, you know, and they're using these ho- homeless shelters as 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 addresses, and you know, that's something else you might want to think about. Why do we have so much homeless? See, every homeless person needs an ID, and every homeless person needs an address. So what they're basically doing is they're turning these cities into hell holes and they're using the address as sort of like a drop off because even a homeless person gets a right to vote, right? And of course, those ballots can be harvested and those ballots can be bought for a hit of crack or a $5 bill, right? But that's my point is I think one of the reasons why these cities are becoming cesspools of corruption is because, and and backed by Soros DAs, is because they're using these city hubs as the uh, election-rigging centerpieces, hubs, to control entire states. We have to figure this out. We have to figure it out quick. And then here, even Fox and Friends, right? Let's take a listen to Lena Haba, right? Right here. Does President Trump know that this is a perilous threat? We do not agree a, that it's a perilous threat. A perilous threat? Does President Trump know that this is a perilous threat? We do not agree that it is a perilous threat because we actually have inside information. So I love when people, what, what you know, inside information? well, the inside information, Steve, and, and, you know, you used to love Trump, but that, I got to tell you, I have confidentiality and I have ethics and, so and I'm going to continue. But I think you need to understand something. When somebody is given a report and he has reports that show that there was interference and you could be advised by one lawyer that says, oh, I don't think so. And you could have another lawyer that says, no, I do think so. And here's some reports. And we know that there were issues in Fulton County, we, right? We know it's not a question. There was election issues and the integrity of our election is in question at this very moment. Um, and when he says, I want to look into it, I don't trust it. We need to look into it. That's his obligation as a president. OK, look at Letitia James, for instance, Steve. Letitia James, the attorney general of New York, stood up on a podium who's suing the Trump organization and said, President Trump is an illegitimate president. Now, is she going to get criminally charged? What about Hillary Clinton? Every day, she said. You know, it's interesting when you see. Right. So, you know, I said Steve Ducey is called out by Alina Haba as she schools him on the bogus indictment. She said to him, you used to love Trump, but obviously Fox News is using the fake indictments to pile on Trump to support their globalist board and their BlackRock financiers. That's all it is. That's what it's about. That's what's going on there. And uh, it's, it's disgusting, really. Fox News should be ashamed of themselves. On January 22nd, 2023, it was revealed that George Soros invested over $40 million on assisting distracting, distract, distract attorneys. <laughs> that was a... That was the way it was written by the district attorneys in getting elected to target political opponents and lower the primary 
on criminal offenders. Soros has backed 75 prosecutors in in total, and three out of the 75 are targeting Trump. Wow. And that's that's a headline from January 2023 by the New York Post. Soros-backed progressives uh, that that for the first time in history, these prosecutors have become household names, whether it be St. Louis Circuit Attorney Kim Gardner, Kim Fox over in Chicago, on the Jesse Smollett thing, Alvin Bragg in New York. Of course, you know, it's it's absurd. You know, all of these different uh, people that are making waves but nobody's doing anything about it. If anything, somebody ought to be locked up over this. This is just this is a RICO charge, is what uh, I think is fair a fair statement. Tired of the Biden's J six show trials in which J six political dissidents are being prosecuted for Obama and Pelosi crimes of insurrection? Sign this petition. Okay. Let's see. Got a lot of tabs open right now. All right. Paul Sperry writes, with the flurry of overcharges targeting Biden's leading 2024 opponent, Dems are criminalizing the political process and creating a chilling effect for any candidate, Republican or Democrat in the future. They contest election results, investigate voter fraud, and tweet political messages. Those are all being banned. So Donald Trump says this. In a new video, Trump calls Joe Biden a Manchurian candidate who is endangering Americans' foreign policy. Let's take a listen. The Biden crime family received more than $20 million from foreign countries while Crooked Joe was vice president, and probably a lot more than that. That's just the money they found. Not one of Joe Biden's defenders has even attempted to explain what Joe and his family did including his children and his grandchildren. What were they doing getting all of this money? I believe we have a compromised president. He was bribed, and now he's being blackmailed. He's a Manchurian candidate. That's why Crooked Joe is letting other countries walk all over the United States. He's afraid to bring it up. He doesn't want to talk about it. He's petrified of China because they know exactly how much money has been given to him. And they know exactly where it is. China has paid him a fortune. Just think of what China has gotten for all that money. Biden shut down my administration's initiative targeting Chinese spies in the United States. He shut it down cold. He let China off the hook for COVID. He shut down the investigation into the origins of the China virus. He did nothing as China began setting up bases in Cuba, taking over South America and threatening Taiwan. They even took over the Panama Canal. We spent a fortune building it. Jimmy Carter's administration sold it for $1. We lost 36,000 people building the Panama Canal. The mosquitoes got them, malaria. The mosquitoes got them. And now China controls it. Russia and China are even doing military exercises near the Aleutian Islands, right off the coast of Alaska. And Biden sits back on his hands. He does nothing. This never would have happened if I was president. If they even thought about it, I would have shut it down instantly. There's no way they would have done any of this kind of thing, including 
Russia invading Ukraine would have never happened, and China wouldn't even be thinking about Taiwan right now. Crooked Joe's corruption is a glaring threat to national security. Between the millions and millions of dollars he's gotten from China and the millions of dollars from Ukraine, Joe Biden's greed and criminality is going to get us into World War III. We're going to be in World War III with this guy. Grossly incompetent man. Now the corrupt Biden DOJ is continuing the cover-up with the appointment of a special counsel to block further investigation. It's the very same U.S. attorney who cut Hunter Biden the scandalous plea deal that was such a scam it didn't survive the barest scrutiny in court. It was done under what's called blue slip. It wasn't picked in that position by President Trump. It was picked by the... Listen to this. I'm going to replay that one part. Listen to this part. Because I was like, I don't know why Trump, you know, uh, they say he was a, a nominee from Trump. And I didn't know about this blue slip thing. But let, listen to this. Attorney who cut Hunter Biden the scandalous plea deal. David Weiss. That was such a scam, it didn't survive the barest scrutiny in court. It was done under what's called blue slip. It wasn't picked in that position by President Trump. It was picked by the Democrat senators in the state. It's called a blue slip. You'll check it out. But they picked him. I didn't pick him. This is corruption like our country has never seen before. That is why as soon as I am reelected, I will appoint a real special counsel, or maybe you'll call it a special prosecutor, whatever you want to call it, you can, to look at all of these bribes, kickbacks, and other crimes, as well as the shameless attempt at a cover-up. Justice will be done. The Biden crime family will be looked at. We have to get there first. We have to win the election. They're trying to step in my way at every path because the one person they don't want to run is Donald Trump. But when we get there, the Biden crime family will pay a price like other people are being forced to pay. And that price will be very, very substantial. It'll be fair. But you know what? If they're guilty, they're going to be guilty. What they are doing to justice in this country has never even been thought of before. Thank you very much. Wow. That was a powerful statement. Incidentally, um, and then, by the way, we're going to listen to another president that was the beginning of the destruction of America here in just a moment. But President Trump also gave a heartfelt speech to the Hawaiians uh, that are, uh, you know, under duress from the fires. And um, and when Biden was questioned about the Hawaii twice, he said no comment. He's given no comment now because yeah, because he's not a leader. He's a follower. He's realizing, oh, well, Trump, you know, uh, gave a really heartfelt statement. And that, you know, I'm getting bad bluster on social media because I've said no comment. The guy doesn't have a comment because his handlers didn't write a script for him. Speaking of scripts, uh, we... <laughs> Kareem Jean-Pierre basically uh, had a tweet that was in the president's name and it was on her account. Uh, So obviously somebody is tweeting out for these these people in the Biden cabinet, whether it's Jean-Pierre who made a mistake and tweeted Biden's tweet on her own account because 
she she didn't have the right account active when she, you know if you manage multiple accounts it's easy to make that mistake everybody knows it so whoever was doing their social media and puts these statements out there it's not joe biden that's posting any of it this was just clear proof but here's another uh president uh president obama let's listen to what this little jive turkey has to say I would just like to know what you can say to reassure us that this election will not be rigged or stolen. Well, well, I tell you what, it, it helps in Ohio that we got uh, Democrats in charge of the machines. Um, but but look, I come from yeah. Yeah, right. We know what he was talking about there, right? We know exactly what he was talking about. So, you know, um, there's another statement. There's another uh, audio that I'm going to try. The the John B. Hare thing that I was talking about, by the way, uh, she wrote this on her own tweet. Investing in America means investing in all of America. When I ran for president, when I ran for president, well, John Pierre didn't run for president. I made a promise that I would leave no part of the country behind. That was 3.05 p.m. 8, 5, 8, August 15th, 2023. She wrote that. So she's either writing Trump, uh, Biden's tweets or... Somebody else is managing a whole slew of accounts. And, uh, but, you know, whoops, I think we know now know who really runs Joe's X account. You know, of course, it's X instead of tweet. Um, wow. And then Obama also said this other statement, made this other statement that we're going to get to here in a second. Um, I was hoping I could find it a little bit quicker than I'm finding it. Um, but it's, it's, it's kind of interesting because uh, basically a lot of talk has been made of this statement. And it's been out for quite some time. Let's take a listen. Ordinary men and women are too small-minded to govern their own affairs. That order and progress can only come when individuals surrender their rights to an all-powerful sovereign. That is globalism. That is liberal elitism. That is exactly what that is. Now, to be uh, clear here, they flag this every time. Just like if you you, uh, post Nancy Pelosi's explanation of the wrap-up smear. Where, you know, you wrap it up, you send it out to the media, it becomes truth, blah, blah, blah. We've played that clip a number of times. She says, the Republicans do it all the time. It's the Republican tactic. We're aware of it. Well, number one, the Republicans couldn't pull that off because they don't have control of the media. The liberals do. So, number one, she's lying on her face. She's basically telling uh, her, her loving audience, adoring audience, what they're doing themselves, but they're then blaming it on the Republicans. Just like Obama right there is basically dog whistling to his audience. This is true. 
uh, and this is what the Russians are doing. And he's blaming Russia. It's sort of like when you know what the crime is and you blame it on the other guy. But the thought never even entered the other guy's mind. It was just the thought process of the left. So, you know, this is the kind of leadership we've been dealing with. All right, I have I have a bunch of audio. We're not going to get to all, all of it I, today. But uh, I thought we would take a listen to this Tucker, Tucker Carlson interview that was just super good about Georgia, uh, the Georgia fraudulent election. So you have to ask, given that our entire system has been subverted to stop this one guy from becoming president again or from serving effectively as president when he had the office, what is this about? Why do they monomaniacally hate Donald Trump so much? Oh, he's obnoxious. He's racist. Okay, right. It's not about that. Here's what it's actually about. Donald Trump challenged the reigning foreign policy orthodoxies as president. He infuriated the neocons who control the State Department and the Pentagon. When he briefly paused arms sales to sacred Ukraine, they impeached him for it. When he ordered troops out of Syria, as was his constitutional right as commander-in-chief, the Pentagon just ignored him. So it's hard not to see Trump's current indictment as an effort to make sure that he can never do anything like that again. He can never tamper with the one thing they care about most, which is their foreign policy, a foreign policy that has not served this country, which has, in fact, weakened it. Stephen Miller is a former senior advisor to Donald Trump. He's founder of America First Legal. He joins us tonight to assess. Stephen Miller, I just wonder what you think of that. I, I sort of came to that after watching this Trump saga for the last seven years. That seems to be the third rail, really, is the foreign policy questions. Yes, and I lived through it, Tucker. I lived through it by this man's side for those seven years. The moment that he got the nomination, we watched as the hidden power centers in this country came out from underneath their rocks and began to pull the strings that they control. They began to leak information designed to sabotage him at every turn. They began to use every organ of control they have in the intelligence community, the national security community, the law enforcement community, to try to control him and to control his presidency. Russia is the central example of this. They tried yes. desperately to keep him from pursuing detente with Russia. They tried desperately to keep him from holding that summit with Vladimir Putin to try to have a relationship between our two countries. Now, look what has happened now that he is out of office. We are on the brink of a world war, Tucker. As soon as they pushed him out of office, look what happened. We are now almost in a nuclear conflict over the borders of Ukraine. So you ask me, what is Donald Trump's crime? We know it's not a financial crime. We know it's not a campaign finance crime. His crime is refusing to bow or bend to the corrupt and rotten foreign policy establishment that is used to always, always get in their way in this country. Thank you. That's it. That's that's in large part in such a short uh, clip that sums it up right there. And then here is. The only way they're going to beat him is to corrupt the election, to rig the election. It now appears there actually was meaningful voter fraud in Fulton County, Georgia, last November. That is not a conspiracy theory. It's true. From the beginning, this show has tried to be fact-based when we talk about the 2020 election results. So here's what we know tonight, factually. 
At least 36 batches of mail-in ballots from the November election were double-counted in Fulton County. That's a total of more than 4,000 votes. Those numbers come from a group called Voter GA, which, along with Bob Cheely, sued to get them. The final tally from the double counts we know about amounts to more than 3,300 votes for Joe Biden and 865 votes for Donald Trump. Now, before you dismiss Bob Cheely and Voter GA as dishonest partisan actors, keep in mind that the strongly left of center Atlanta Journal-Constitution appears to agree with this, at least in outline. The newspaper reviewed the available digital ballot images independently and concluded that hundreds of ballots were improperly duplicated. What does that look like exactly? Well, here's what it looks like. At a press conference yesterday, a consultant with Voter GA called David Cross showed how we can be certain that votes in Fulton County were counted more than once. Watch. What I'm going to show you here is two ballots side by side. One of them is marked for Jason Shaw, and it's got a little squiggle mark next to it. You can see it's got the identical mark on the second one. And the ballot image is stored up here on the top left. So this one over here is scanner 5162, that's scanner number three, fax number 235, image number 19. And that matches 234, image 59. So you have the same ballot counted twice in the images and counted in the audit. How that's possible, I don't know. How's that possible? I don't know. Every American should want to know, because the answer gets to the heart of the integrity of our elections, otherwise known as our democracy. We're not talking about a couple of ballots here. We're talking about a lot of ballots, at least hundreds of ballots involved, enough potentially to affect the outcome of the election. Here's another example. Here's one of the next ones. All right, so same batch, number 234, image number 2, and 235, image number 61, Republican, 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 all the way down to the point where this little spot up in Fannie Willis matches this one over here. There's no question that that ballot was counted twice. So what's the explanation for this? Well, if you ask Fulton County, these discrepancies, the ones you just saw on the screen, were isolated incidents. Just a handful of bad ballots happens all the time. The county claims that any errors were caught in previous recounts. See, that indicated that Fannie Willis was actually illegally elected. The problem is that neither one of those claims is true. Surveillance footage obtained by Voter GA appears to show large numbers of ballots being scanned multiple times. Pay attention in the tape we're showing you to the woman wearing yellow at the desk. According to Voter GA, she slides ballots into a scanning machine, removes the ballots, and then reinserts the same ballots. This happens multiple times. The question is, how many times were those ballots counted? Was each vote counted more than once? Fulton County won't answer that question. Now, one way to know the answer would be to check what are called audit tally sheets. Tellingly, for months after the presidential election, Fulton County failed to provide more than 100,000 of those tally sheets, including 50,000 of them for mail-in ballots. When Voter GA finally forced Fulton County to turn over the tally sheets, the conclusion was stunning. Here's what the audit found. Quote, seven falsified audit tally sheets containing fabricated vote totals. For example, a batch containing 59 actual ballot images for Joe Biden and 42 for Donald Trump was reported as 100 for Biden and zero for Trump.
The seven batches of ballot images with 554 votes for Joe Biden, 140 votes for Donald Trump, and 11 votes for Joe Jorgensen had tally sheets in the audit falsified to show 850 votes for Biden, zero votes for Trump, and zero votes for Jorgensen. Wait, did you just follow that? How is that not flat-out criminal fraud? We'd love to know because it certainly sounds like flat-out criminal fraud. We've obtained photographs showing what went on during the recount process for mail-in ballots in Fulton County. These pictures were taken by a whistleblower who participated in the recount. She said she noticed something odd as she did. None of the ballots that she saw had any creases on them. You can see the stacks of unfolded ballots on your screen now. That's strange because, of course, mail-in ballots need to be bent in order to be mailed in. These ballots clearly had never been inside an envelope. And then the whistleblower noticed something else. All of the ballots, the whistleblower tells us, have been filled out by a printer, not by hand. And many of them supported the exact same candidates, Democrats, including Joe Biden. Voter GA detected a series of other apparent irregularities in the recount. The group's audit found, for example, that, quote, over 200 Fulton County mail-in ballot images contained votes that were not included in the hand count audit results for the November election. Now, why is that? We don't know. Keep in mind, once again, the results in the state of Georgia were decided by fewer than 13,000 votes. It was a close race. Every vote mattered. And then there's this. An elections expert called Mark Davis analyzed data from the post office. He found that nearly 35,000 Georgia voters moved out of their county of residence more than a month prior to Election Day. They were ineligible to vote, and yet they did. They still voted in their old county. That is illegal. It's not a small thing. Violating election law is something we should care about. And by law, their vote should have been excluded from the total. But they were not excluded. Why are we okay with that? Why are we okay with any of this? Well, we're okay with it because we've been told we have to be okay with it. We're undermining democracy if we ask questions about what happened during the 2020 election. And of course, that's a perfect inversion of the truth. Without answers to legitimate questions like the ones we just posed, and those are legitimate questions, democracy dies. People begin to understand that the system they've been told is on the level is in fact rigged. And when they believe that, God knows what they do next. So let's find out what actually happened. Let's find out immediately. Let's find out. Yeah. And uh, let's take a take a listen to, to this. Um, this is interesting. If you're so confident that your election was so fair and so honest, then why don't you do this? Why don't you have the power? You have the guy. You have the power. This is in response to Brian Kemp's tweet yesterday. OK. And then this is what's going on here. He's like, if you think you're so confident that Trump's so wrong. Right now, instead of sending cowardly tweets out, why don't you unseal the 150,000 ballots, the so mail-in ballots that have been sitting in ago. a Fulton County warehouse for three and a half years, where we have six affidavits saying that up to 30,000 of these ballots were run through a copy machine, they were fake, they were fraud, they were counterfeit, and they were ran through the scanner at the middle of the night. We have six people saying that. Those ballots have been sitting there for three and a half years. All you have to do, Governor, is man up and you order a forensic a forensic audit of those ballots. Now, we got, we got affidavits in, in there saying they're on pristine paper. All the squiggly marks are the same. They're not folded. The envelopes don't match. There's 30,000 less envelopes. Go ahead and do the forensic audit. If you want to claim that the election was fair, do that. But no, you won't do that. Instead, you allow the Fulton County commissioners to hire high-priced 
defense lawyers, criminal lawyers, to defend the people that were there. And then you get the thing dropped. And now it's still under. It's 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 still open. We're going to get to the bottom of this. But let me ask you something. Where is the Republican Party of Georgia on this? Where's Lieutenant Governor Burt Jones? Oh, he's not indicted. He's a co-conspirator. I didn't see a press conference from him. Where's he? Let me ask you another question. Where's Speaker of the House John Burns? Where's he? Nobody's heard of him either. They're all running and hiding here. The whole bunch of these people, the whole legislature needs to come out and condemn this witch hunt. This, when you look at this, at the depth of this indictment and the nonsense in there and the number of people they named, this is aimed to do one thing. This can't possibly hold up on appeal. Nobody's going to prison here. This thing is a joke. It's done for one reason. Just like when they ran the billboards from Washington to see that night, that those those uh, days in the end of January where they had I, I counted. Yeah, he goes on, but uh, he raises very good points. Here, listen to this. Two two is new. This, this program, what appears to be Atlanta, Georgia ballot counters being told to leave the counting room, then a short time later with no observers, with no media, hidden cases of possible ballots are rolled out from under a table. Four people under a cloud of suspicion begin what looks an awful lot like ballot stuffing. What this is is a old clip that Donald Trump retweeted, retruthed yesterday. And the media did pack up and leave at 11.15. But there weren't observers there um, at that time. And there was no announcement made for anyone to leave. Now, wait a second here. That is disheveled Fulton County Elections Chief Richard Barron. But he doesn't have the facts right. The video proves it. At 10.40 p.m., not 11.15, 10.40, the media is packing up a half hour before he thinks they leave. You can see them putting on their jackets there. And by 10.56, they are long gone. And the Trump team has sworn witness testimony, claiming an announcement was most certainly made. In fact, even CNN reported the counting was being shut down due to a water main break that even election administrators now acknowledge was a leaky toilet. So some... So one of the women that was part of the indictment uh, that showed up in the court and handed the documents to the judge in Georgia the other day, two day, a couple days ago, um, she is Ruby Freeman. And what they're talking about is Ruby Freeman was in this room rigging this election. And here is Ruby Freeman on a whistleblower uh, tape. Let's take a listen. It's really going to be hard to hear, though. Nothing like that. 
when I went to stay on and I saw these black boxes. I'm like, oh my God, those are the boxes that I put the, the ballot in to come to stay on. Now I'm having to take the ballot out. You know, so I'm going through the whole process. But when they came in the mail, right, to shipping them to stay on in about three weeks and about, you know, hundreds. So I was excited about the whole thing. But the U.S. I really, I really, I would love to go live with that. Because the balance is history. Even though my name is El Lingua, the people are going to believe what they want to believe. But now it's the U.S. report. So I need an attorney. I want to go live. I'll go live on every platform because it is going to blow your mind. And you are going to be amazed at that picture. Basically, she's what she's doing is she's admitting sort of the process. And who is this woman? I mean, Ruby Freeman, right? And she's in charge of the whole doggone thing. And now she's got a powerful position to where she was handing the documents off to uh, to the judge for this indictment. She's like um, the uh, DA, Fulton County DA's uh, right-hand man. So it's absolutely incredible. There's so much more to this, though, that we can talk about for a long time. And... Uh, and uh, I think that what's going to happen, though, is with discovery, it's going to make things very uncomfortable for Georgia. And if anything, it could really have a positive impact on the 2024 election, especially in Georgia, because I don't think they can bite that apple twice. Well, listen, uh, you've been listening to The Scott Adams Show. Uh, I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. Be sure to check out org. Help make this show commercial-free, The Scott Adams Show, by making a donation over at magapack.org. And also use Red State if you go over to my pillow and buy some pillows. And with that, we'll see you next time on the video. The Goodbye, steeper, and grab a shovel, dig a hole a little deeper, just to bury my kids right up to there.